This is what I want to encourage every one of us. Every time you come here for the service, I want you to be sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because beginning today, there will be healings taking place among us in an extraordinary way. I may not even need to lay hands on you, but the presence of God, the presence of God, as it comes, you make the most use of that. Take advantage of that. Healing, healing. The Lord showed me a vision two weeks ago. I still am afraid to share that vision. But it has got to do with a lot of liberty that is coming to all of us in this house. Now, this liberty can only be realized when we are sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the reason why we take a little bit some of time in worship and praise and most, we are trying to create an environment for the presence of the Holy Spirit. So that His presence is the ultimate solution to every need of a man. Are you hearing me? There is no single sermon I can preach that can address every need in this house. I'm telling the truth. Some people have financial issues. I have marital issues. So if I come and preach about money, what has God money got to do with your marital issue? But the Lord knows your need. I say the Lord knows your need. Are you hearing me? So when His presence sense, descends in a place, He wants to address you at your level. Are you hearing me? The customized help from God comes in His presence. That's why we must be a people who are very hungry, sensitive, and have a high appetite for whose presence? Presence of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Most of you, if not all of you, will come here. By next Sunday, you go and check. You'll find that the tumors have all disappeared. You don't need to feel it. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you. You'll come and tell us so that these believers here can believe much more. Praise the Lord. I didn't say you're an unbeliever. I said so that you believers can believe much more. Say never so that you can believe much more. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Say Holy Spirit. With you, I am on top. The scripture says in the book of Corinthians that thanks be to God who does what? Who leads us. Leads us. Leads us. Yes, uh, last uh, on Friday, the bishop was praising you, so please don't let me down because I also want to praise you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read that scripture there. Uh-huh. Now, thanks. Now, you people, you're blocking our screen. One, two, three. All right, let's read together. Now, thanks to, to God who always say, neighbor, God must lead you. If you want to triumph, there's another one. Who gives us victory? Give me another scripture there. Mark that one down. Put it down. The focus here is on the leading of who? Of God. Somebody say the leading of God. So if you want to walk in the triumph, what does it mean? Jesus on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. Everything that God needs to do is done. Yeah, you get a chair and sit right there near Mongoli from today in Jesus' name. I've raised your standard now. They will see you all over the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's a big blessing, isn't he? He's a big blessing, isn't he? Hallelujah. Somebody say the leading of the Spirit. That's where the key is to victory in life. Let's read that verse again. Another verse. That's what. But thanks be to God who, does, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. If you want to walk in victory, you must know the leading of who? 
of the Holy Spirit. Victory is not guaranteed to every believer. Only believers who yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit will walk in what? In victory. Yesterday, we were coming from a youth camp. I had gone to preach in the morning. As we were coming, I was supposed to connect to another place in Gaza. But I knew at that time there would be a lot of jam. So I said, I'm not going to go. I'll just go home. So I went home. At a particular time, the Holy Spirit told me, get up, go. There's no jam now. I'm telling the truth. I jumped in the car. It was the fastest time I ever reached that destination in my life. There was no jam. I drove. I will not tell you the place because you'll follow me there. Say, Holy Spirit, help. Amen. Can you imagine that Jesus cares enough that he doesn't want me to waste time in jam? Oh, you got God. That is the point I am bringing home. That the Holy Spirit can lead you even where you think you know. Our biggest challenge is we think we know. And God leaves you to yourself. Until you fail, and then you say, Lord, I surrender. But that's not the best way of leading. The Bible says something very powerful. Be as fast as... The Bible says, don't be like a mule. Somebody say, don't be like a mule. Do you know what a mule is? A donkey. A donkey is one of the most stubborn animals you can ever come across. Don't be like a horse or a mule which have no understanding. It's not me who has said that. Praise the Lord. Which have what? No understanding. Which must be what? Harnessed with bit and bridles. Else they will not come near. What does it mean? God, because we are stubborn, so God allows problems, challenges to beat us to himself. So you are slapped here, then you move this way. You are slapped here, you move. That kind of leading is not the best. How many of you have ridden a horse before? You have ever ridden a horse? Even in the spirit, in case you have not done physical. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I remember sometime, but I went on a horse. Many, somewhere I went. <laughs> One of the things they teach you, a horse is designed to follow your instruction. If you want the horse to move faster, what do you do? You hit your two legs on the side. Do you know the two legs? Eh? Then the horse takes off. Eh? There's a way if you want the horse to turn to the right, what do you do? You pull the rope and turn to the right. You want it to turn to the left, what do you do? You pull the side. I'm teaching you, you'll pay me afterward. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the horse turns what? To the left. If you don't do that, the horse won't bore you. It takes its own instruction. Now, the Bible tells us a horse is only helpful if it has been tamed. <laughs> All these wild horses, you sit on them, they will give you a lesson you, have never forgot. you will never forget in your life. I've seen horses kick people. Praise the Lord. Throw people down. Yet they are the owner. Oh, you haven't got one. I see that they bought the horses, they own the horses. But if the horses are not trained, even the owner will have problems. That's why most of you, you're kicking God. <laughs> you're kicking God. Slapping God. So what God has got to do, because he knows you have become very stubborn, he allows your boyfriend to leave you. Are you hearing me? And then you come near to him. Now, because you were too busy at the beach, you couldn't pray. Oh, Shabal Kumbro Mandala. 
Are you hearing me? When God says, come go and pray, he says, I'm too busy. You have even lost that sensitivity you had. So God said, I'm going to allow some situation to come because I love you too much. I can't let you go. So you find yourself challenges after challenges because that's the only way God can keep you in his presence. They cannot come near me unless I use a bridle and a bit. That is not the best way. Who is led like that? Don't be like a horse or like a mule. That means they are believers. God treats like what? Horses and mules. Because he loves you too much. He can't let you go. So we allow these challenges to keep you in his presence. That's not the best. Yet there is another way. Say, Lord, the seeing eye. The hearing ear. You have made both of them. So God can whisper to you in your spirit. And you say, yes, Lord. That is the best guidance God wants to give me and you. Am I making sense? I read a scripture many years ago. The understanding came to me a week ago. David said, I am glad that I was afflicted. Give it to me. <laughs> say, I am glad that I was afflicted. I am glad that I was afflicted. Most of you in this place, the reason why you are spiritual today is because of the problems you went through. He taught you how to fast. He taught you how to pray. Are you hearing me? It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I may learn your statutes. Yet this is not the best. I say anybody, this is not the best. So one of the things I come to talk about here is having a teachable spirit. The people that God will lead, the Bible says, are a people who are meek. The meek shall he guide. The meek shall he guide. One of the definitions attributed to meekness is being teachable. Someone who is meek will always receive instruction. Tell him what you know has brought you where you are. You need something fresh to take you where you want to go. The meek he will do what? He will guide in judgment. What is judgment here is not sitting on a throne and saying you're going to lose it. No. Judgment here means in making choices. He said I will what? I'll guide you in your word. In making your choices. Meekness. Life is about making choices. And we are confronted every day. Every day you have to make a choice. Who is there to help you? Say the Holy Spirit. Me and you, at best, we don't know much about what is going to happen to us 10 years from now. But some of the things the Holy Spirit tells you to do is because he has seen what is going to happen 10 years right now. So we tell you to do something right now that will affect what is going to come 10 years from now. But you and me, we make decisions and choices based on what is happening right now. Oh Lord, and I hope I'm talking to somebody here. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. That's why even when you think you know, you must go and ask the Holy Spirit. Even when you think you have it together, please, I beg you, ask the Holy Spirit. My brother here, was it a week ago? He was entering into a funny deal. He was going to lose about two to three million. Three million shillings. And the Holy Spirit told him, don't get in there. Later he discovered that those guys were con men. 
God saved him. He would have come here after losing ten minutes and say, Pastor, I think there is a curse for me. <clears throat> there is no curse. God loves you too much. That's why he wants to guide you. Tell him that God loves me too much. That's why he wants to guide me. Are you hearing me? I'm trying to appeal to your heart so that you can this someone seems to be a mere someone, but it becomes your daily reality. This thing is not for standing up. No, everything you do, God enjoys leading his children in victory. Am I making sense to you? There is no challenge in this life that God cannot handle. Tell me, nothing. So the moment God leaves you there, you know victory is on your side. I pray that you people will be teachable. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Are you hearing me? However small it is, don't be so confident that you cannot ask God. That's called overconfidence. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. And most of the leading of that God brings to us, they are not spectacular. I know we love the spectacular. The earth shakes. You wake up with a vision. Those ones are there, but they are very few. God wants to lead you in such an ordinary way. Very ordinary way. Just imagine every time God speaks to you, the ground must shake. People run away from you. Are you hearing? You will not relate with anybody. But God wants you to live an ordinary life. Ordinary life, but very supernatural. Somebody say, very ordinary, but supernatural. Amen. Every time God is speaking to you, ground shake, your wife runs away. How you going to say? You become a threat to your wife. Are you hearing me? You say, this God of yours, I think, you stay alone. Are you hearing me? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. The meek he will teach. The meek he will teach. Meekness. Meekness. And God can use anybody. Can use anything. Most of you, the only person you listen to is the pastor. Say, never that's bad manners. God can use anybody to minister to you. A mighty prophet by the name of Balaam, anointed of God. Are you hearing me? God used a donkey to bring him back to his rightful mind. His eyes could not see who? The angel. Because he was so saturated with this ambition. His plan was to go and make money because Balak told him, come and cast these guys. I'll make you a billionaire. That shut his eyes and the veil was there. He couldn't see. Sometimes God will use donkeys to speak to us because we are so bent on our way we think it's the right one. And if you can't hear the donkey, what did the donkey do? The donkey pushed him against the wall. And he bruised his feet. You don't need to be bruised in order to hear God. I'm talking, I'm talking to somebody here. You don't need to be beaten so that you can pay attention to God. Say, never, that's not God's best. But if God has to do that to save you, he will do it. Because he loves you. Somebody say, the seeing eye. The hearing ear. Who has made them both? Your spirit has got spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, just like your physical bodies. God's 
intention from day one was that man should live from inside out, not outside. That's why before Adam and Eve fell, their guidance came from where? From their spirit. And when they ate of the tree of what? Of the knowledge of good and evil, they started living by what? By knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Sense knowledge. Knowledge that comes through your eyes, your ears, your skin, your tongue, by the five senses. Am I making sense? Praise the Lord. And that's how man was reduced to mere man. Say, Holy Spirit, I must upgrade. Am I making sense to you this morning? A meek spirit. Let's hear what Jesus say. Let's hear what Jesus say in the book of Matthew 11. Matthew 11 verse 28. Let's read together. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Are you hearing me? What happened? And I'll give you one. That one of the indications that you have found Jesus is that you will have rest. Rest in your job. Rest in your whatever you're doing. Rest. If you are not resting, you are still having labor and heavy laden. That means you haven't yet released yourself or found Jesus. You are still reading the Jesus who is in the Bible pages. Give me the next verse. Let's look about that. What did he say? Take my yoke. Now this is the key. Take my yoke upon you. And do what? And learn. Say neighbor, you must learn. But you see, before you learn, you must do what? Take his yoke. What do yokes do? What are yokes designed for? Those who ever you, you be in the village, the yoke cows or bulls, you, you get the point? What's the purpose of yoking them? Put together. Provide, first of all, more energy. Number two, you get the point? Training them. Because if they walk in different pace, what's going to happen? They won't do the work. So God says, coming to Jesus doesn't liberate you from a yoke. It frees you from the yoke of men and you receive God's yoke upon yourself. Are you hearing me? Why does God put his yoke upon you? So that you can walk together with him. The Bible talks about a man by the name of Enoch. Somebody say Enoch. What did he do? The Bible says he walked with who? With God. Say never you can walk with God. Say you can walk with God. He walked with God and the Bible says God took him. He walked with God and God took him. The Lord is trying to help us. Say Holy Spirit, I receive your yoke. Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. I pray they will look for you where they thought you are supposed to be and they won't find you there. You don't understand. Because this is his place. But they will say, they say, how did you go there? God took you there. When you start walking with God, you will start surprising men. Because your results become God's results. Oh Lord, help me. When you walk with God, you go where God goes. You stay where God stays. Lord, help these people. Are you hearing me? All this scripture is talking about the guidance of the Lord. So the Lord says, I'll yoke you to me, then I'll walk with you. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. A life of faith is a life of hearing God. Because faith comes 
by hearing and hearing God. A man who doesn't hear God cannot walk in faith. What he calls faith is just walking in experience. What we call natural faith. But divine faith can only be released in your spirit when you hear the voice of God. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? Let's go back to Matthew. You see, put my yoke upon you. It is you. To, God is not going to place the yoke on you. You have to take his yoke upon you. You have to take his yoke upon yourself. Take his yoke upon yourself. And learn of me. You must be willing to learn. Now I say God will use anybody. God will use anybody to teach you. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Okay. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. The way you look. <laughs> you are not God. You are a man. You need help. Now that thing must be ingrained inside of you. Say I need help. I need help. God made man in such a way that man must be helped. Even before the fall. He said, man must be helped. Say, I need help. But how can you be helped unless you are humble enough to receive the help? He takes us back to the Bible. The meek, will he do what? Will he guide in judgment? He will teach them. He will lead them. Ask your neighbor, are you meek enough to be led? Have you ever spoken to someone, you know they're going in the wrong right direction, they say, me, I know. They say, ah, me, I know. Just leave me alone. Have you been there before? And you know the person is heading in the ditch, but they say, I know, me, I've been this way before. And when they fall, then they cry, you didn't help me. Are you hearing me? That's the nature of human beings. Say, Lord, give me a teachable spirit. Say, Lord, give me a teachable spirit. Brothers and sisters, oh, I pray the Holy Spirit will help us. This year must be different. I say this year must stand out in your life. It's not going to stand out because it is 2023. It's going to stand out because you are following God closely more than you have done before. You are hearing God much better. Say I'm hearing him much better. Where does he lead us? In what? In victory. Where you fail, you'll find victory. Where you lost, you will be restored. Are you hearing me? That's what God does. That's what God does. Am I communicating to somebody here? Say, Holy Spirit, this man here has limitations everywhere. I need your help more than ever before. Hallelujah. I think two or three weeks ago, the Lord spoke to us. And he said, I'm going to start bringing people. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you. Tell neighbor, you are blessed. Say, so you are sitting under a grace that is supercharged with favor. Your life cannot stay the same. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. Amen. Let me give you some more. When Apostle Aramai was coming here, it was the, the Joshua's who were doing their things there. Praise the Lord. The politics was at its best. I mean, the politics was at its best. The politics, the pastors. Ah. And me where there is politics, I run for my life. I have not been designed for politics. Praise the Lord. Say neighbor. I know you are a politician. Hallelujah. <laughs> me, I run for my life. Where I send strife, I walk away. Because where there is strife, there is all kind 
of evil. That's what James says. Evil begins to be there. So the things were so. Ah, I said, Lord. Mm-hmm. Started watching. Some of the ministers who went there, they cried. They cried. They saw things that they had never seen. They say, welcome to the club. Are you hearing me? The training of soldiers. Amen. Amen. I just told them, it's okay. Peace, 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 peace. Relax. 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 I was in that Sunday school there. And I think it was on Saturday. I told myself, God spoke. I'm not going to strive. Say, Holy Spirit, you spoke. I will not strive. I decided I'll do my part. I'll do my part and leave the rest. I don't want to push myself. The conference started when which day? It was on what? On Thursday. On Saturday, Apostle Aramai came straight on that day. He walked all the way to where I was. He said, Pastor Ben, where have you been? And I'd been there all the days I was there. He said, where have you been? He said, the Lord told me to come to your church only. (laughs) You don't know what that means, for you don't know that because Joshua had already made all the plans. Praise the Lord. Here was not part of the deal. Are you hearing me? Say never don't strive. Say never don't strive. And he told you, I met you in the spirit. <laughs> I met you in the city. Say, never, where did you meet me? <laughs> I met you in the spirit. The rest is history. That when your heart is right with God, when you desire the best for people, the devil, the witch doctors, all the clan, we talk like and guys together, they will never stop God's plan for your life. I say, they can never. Say, never sustain the right heart. Say, sustain the right heart. God will fight you in places for you. God will fight for you. God will fight for you. This is the beauty of being led by the Holy Spirit. So at the beginning of the year, the Lord said, I'm going to bring men and women whom I want you to use. Or allow them to be a blessing to the world, to the church. It was on Wednesday. Was it on Wednesday? I think it was on Wednesday. Wednesday after Wednesday service. Apostle Mike come. I think it was Wednesday service. I'm not mistaken. He said, Can you host Bishop John C.W.? I told him, I'll give you the answer later. When I was praying at night, the Lord told me, Do you remember what I told you? He's one of the first people I've sent your way. In the morning, in the morning, he says, tell him, he's allowed. Meanwhile, he himself was also praying. He was also praying. He was praying, Lord, is this the right place to go? And the Lord told him, make sure you go there. 
And I can guarantee you that the reason why he came was not for the conference. The reason why he came, God sent him here. And there is a grace he has left here. Those who are here on Friday, watch the YouTube. Praise the Lord. Say, neighbor, God will simplify your life if you can surrender to his guidance and to his leading. Somebody pays his air ticket, pays his hotel bill, pays transportation for your sake. Life in the spirit is very easy. Say never life in the spirit. It's very easy. I shared with you here. Where is your advantage? In being spiritual. If you are carnal, you'll be like a horse that needs to be controlled by what? Beats and bridles or breeders, whatever you want to call it. You have been there long enough. Say never you have been there long enough. Why can't you allow the Holy Spirit? To re- lead you. Meekness. Brokenness. Meekness. Brokenness. Being teachable. Are you teachable? Are you teachable? It starts from home. That little baby you are carrying. Can teach you something. That baby there. Can teach you something. If you are willing to learn. Say, Holy Spirit, remove every sense of stubbornness from my life. One of the many reasons why marriages have problems is because people are not teaching. They are not teaching. I know. I know. You know nothing. You just came here yesterday. (laughs) Ah. Say, neighbor, you are driving away the help God has sent you. And you see with time when you start, people begin to sense you are untouchable, they will leave you. And you tell people you guys hate me, people don't hate you. Because everything they tell you, you know. You know, I say, okay, this one knows everything. Praise the Lord. So let's leave the person, let's go for those who don't know anything. And that's what God does. God leaves you to yourself. He leaves to yourself. Say, Holy Spirit, stubbornness is not my portion. The Bible talks about the children of Israel. He said, don't be like the children of Israel who were obstinate. They were stubborn. Those lot, three million people who are the most stubborn people. Remember I showed you last time, the prayers of Moses. They asked God, if I have found favor in yourself, do what? Kill me. Moses was praying. These people, you people, you kidding. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Don't underestimate the rebellion you carry on the inside of you. If it was not for God's mercy and grace. I'm telling the truth. Oh, Lord, you guys don't believe what I'm telling you. The, 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 the good I see right now is because of God's grace. You are bad news. Say that I was bad news. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is the hand of God that has made you humble the way you are right now. A little, I think he's using the Kamol. How do you call this one here? Whatever it is. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's just, it's keep, this was what it kept about. You are as wild as a donkey. No, I'm calling longhorn cows. I'm telling the truth. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I say thank God for the Holy Spirit. For Israel is stubborn. Like a stubborn calf. 
But you read, these people, there was pillar of fire by night. And the cloud. These guys were walking, while seeing God, they would see God. Seeing God, at least for you, seeing God physically. Fire is there over their tent at night. And during the day, the cloud is there. We want to go back to Egypt. We want to... Human beings are not easy. Tell me, human beings are not easy. Some of you are saying, Jesus, if you were here physically, ah, what a lie, what a lie. I hear it's not. It doesn't have to be a physical. He just needs to whisper and say, yes, Lord. Stubbornness. They were delivered to enter into the what? The promised land. How many people? Close to 2.5 million people, according to Bible history. Of all those who left Egypt from the age of 20 and above, only two men entered the promised land. While they were living, they say, Bye-bye. This song you sing, Kanani, 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 Kanani. You know that song? Where you are carrying your handbags on your head. Kanani, 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 Kanani. Are you hearing me? Those people ran around the the wilderness. Kanani was nowhere. They would pass near the border like this and go back like this. Until all of them were dead. He told them, the children you saved will die. They are the ones who are taken. Because children are teachable. Children easily follow instruction. These ones who have been molded in their own set, their heart. Can you imagine? They beat it bye-bye. We are going where? Where did they remain? In the desert. While the fire is there and the cloud is there. May that not be your testimony. All because of stubbornness. Stubbornness. Don't be stubborn like a mule. If the Lord is telling you let go of something, do what? Let it go. Don't hold on to it. God knows what is best for you. Tell me if I'm not wise enough. If God says move away from move. Move. Some of you, you know more mathematics than Jesus. He said, Lord, no, two plus two. Three plus three. They told me, the professor at this, what? Faculty of Science told me two plus two is one. Have you ever done? In mathematics also, God have mercy when we're at the university, they tell us, now, here, all these years, we have been learning one plus one is two, but at the university, they ask you, prove that one plus one is two. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I remember those calculations. Say, Holy Spirit, have mercy. Amen. Be teachable. Be teachable. Learn. Learn. And one of the ways you can know somebody is teachable, when I say, how about move from there? Come and sit here. And you sit there. And you walk from there and sit there without boiling inside of you. When you start boiling, find a place. Say, yes, ooh, I need help. Lord, work on my heart. Your heart doesn't have what is called being meek. I'm just trying to help you. Because if the person who is in charge tells you, move from here, they know why they're saying so. You can go back and sit there for temporarily. 
Hallelujah. I'm trying to describe to you some of you that's a problem. Who is a meek person? Some of you, to correct you, Munguleni, we must gather five witnesses. Five people must be there. They say, okay, okay, I, re- I accept. No. That, that, that's not the way it is. You are not meek at all. Your brokenness should not be because you are caught. Your brokenness should be because you did something wrong. Yeah. That's what meekness is all about. Say we are men. We make mistakes. If somebody comes here and says, Alex, you know what? Uh, ah, this, this, this is wrong. <laughs> Don't start lining up what? Excuses. Hmm? To defend your wrong. That's why Saul lost his kingdom. Because he didn't know what meekness is all about. When Samuel confronted him with what? With his error. What did he say? You delayed. Number two, the people were leaving, so I had to take the law in my hand. The same, another prophet, I think it was Nathan, confronted David and said to him, You are the man. David said, I must say. Those are two people caught in mistake. Their response. When we confront you with your mistakes, what do you do? Do you admit, or oh, we must first make sure we produce enough evidence, even when you know you're wrong? Lack of brokenness. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. These are the things disturbing people in marriages. Are you hearing me? Is it true? It's true. Marriage is very easy when there is meekness in the home. That is very I'm married, so don't think I'm not married. Say the pastor is married. Praise the Lord, I'm married. But because when everybody becomes Solomon in the home, are you hearing me? We have problems. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, me, I have wisdom. That also has wisdom. Now, wisdom versus wisdom. You get confusion. Praise the Lord. Meekness. Meekness. Sometime, wisdom will tell you. Let me be wrong for the sake of a relationship. Because you value the relationship than being right. So you want peace. That the wisdom of God will help you many things. Meekness will save you many things. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. The meek will he do what? Will guide you. He will guide you. In hard places you will be able to survive. He will guide you. He will guide you. I pray that quality of meekness will come upon us. The Holy Spirit is one. Give it to me. Let's go there. And as I finish, have I helped somebody here this morning? This is practical living. You can go out there and live this. The fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? It's meekness. Give it to us. Galatians chapter number 5. So, don't tell me you don't have it. You have it. You have, you have, I see a lot of people. You can see a lack of meekness and say no. It explains the reason why many people are stuck where they are. Because they don't know meekness. But the fruit of the Spirit, let's read together. Is what? Mm-hmm. 
joy, peace, love, joy, good, faith, me. Let me tell you what that is. What is the fruit of the spirit? The fruit of the spirit is the nature of God. It is the character of God. That means God by character is what? Is meek. So when you act out stubborn, you are not displaying. It. So God is meek. He said, be like me. Be like me. I'm a meek God. You guys are wicked. You are stubborn. You are, don't listen to me. And I tell you, but still, I am sovereign. Yet I hold back myself. I can make you a chapati anytime. Are you hearing me? Just one like what like this, poop, you become a fly, zoom out of here. But God is so powerful. But because of his meekness, he holds back himself. Meek people, they have a lot, but they don't display, they hold back themselves. They are so strong, but they don't brag about their strength. Even at a time they would want them to show their strength, they display weakness. The devil asked Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Say, no, sir. I don't need to do anything to prove a point that I'm a son of God. Some of you, you have made a bread mountain. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. He said, everybody come and eat a mountain of bread. He said, I'm showing, not only you, the whole world. Mountain into bread, they gather people. Jesus was so confident. Do you remember when he was on the cross? And they began saying, if you are old, Come down. <laughs> come down and we shall believe. And most of you have come down. And they did not even believe. So they did not believe you. After coming down, they didn't believe you. Jesus said, he was not moved. He was not moved by their statement. When you know it. That's why compliments are good. But if you feed on compliments, you're still a young person. When you know what you carry, whether they compliment you or not, you keep on doing what you need to do. That's maturity. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm not saying you don't compliment people. But that should not be your diet. Say, that should not be your diet. It shouldn't be your diet. Keep doing it. There's one who watches. Meekness. Most of you here, if there was be a billion shilling on your account today, Alex, I'm not sure we will see you. You would be where? Barbados. Pastor, I'm on a vacation with my family there's nothing but vacation. Did you pray? Ah, God understands. After all these years of suffering, let me first recover. <laughs> praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. It is meekness that helps you contain greatness. That's why meekness and humility, they are synonymous. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit. Please help me. So the Holy Spirit has come to manifest that nature in you to help you. To help you. To help you. The God of the little. The God of the little. The God of the little. As you stand up, let me give you this one word. David went, and the Lord brought this spirit in my spirit so strongly last night. David went to the camp where the brothers were. And you know what? He began asking questions. What shall be given to the man who will kill who? Goliath. 
the scripture tells us his brother made a very demeaning statement. Many people want to just demean you. To just let the world know you are nobody. So he said, you, with whom have you left those few sheep? In other words, you deal with a few, not just who with whom. Yeah, you're talking big thing. With whom have you left those few sheep and come here to see battle? Few sheep. That will be my next sermon in the next service. Say hallelujah. With whom have you left those few sheep? I want to give you one minute. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my be acceptable. Yes, Lord. May the words of my mind meditation. Yes, Lord. That's my prayer, Lord. Tell him, may the words of my mind. Yes, Lord. Be acceptable. My prayer, Lord. May the prayers that I pray. Meditation. Be acceptable. Yes, Lord. May the sacrifices I give. Meditation of my heart. Be acceptable. Lord. May the prayers that I pray. The meditation of Be acceptable. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Only just take one minute. You have heard the word. Just pray along that word. Just ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I have heard your word. I have heard your word, Lord. I need help in the area of meekness. I need help in the area of brokenness. I need help in the here of contrition of spirit. Free my heart from every sense of stubbornness. Free my heart. From every form of deception. Free my arm. Lord help me I pray. I have heard your word. I need to qualify. For your supernatural guidance Lord. Lord. I need your help Lord. Please forgive me. Where I have walked in pride. I've walked in arrogance. I've deafened my ears to your instruction. I've refused to see the things you were showing me. 
Because I was bent on my own ways. Lord, there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is death. Tonight I lift my heart to you. And I submit to you, Holy Spirit. Bring me out of the ways of death. Come on, talk to him, talk to him. Release your spirit to him. Oh yes, according to the word, cement that word in your heart with a prayer to him. My business needs your My career needs your word. My marriage needs your word. All my relationship needs your word. Lord, you, are, you mean well for me. You mean well for me. You mean well for me. I receive, Lord. You say it, Lord. Your plan for me is the best. I want to live your dreams. I want to live your plans. Live it every day. Be it my walk. Be it my talk. Be it my life. Lord, my very lifestyle. Let it be the plans you have. You called us according to your purpose. Lord, let your purpose find expression through our life. We yield to you individually. We yield to you as a body of Christ. We yield to you as a church, Lord. This very morning, Lord, let that grace, Father Lord, fall upon us, my Father Lord. Wives, husbands, mothers, fathers, Lord, youth, young and all alike, my Father, will be known as a people after your heart. A heart that hides your word. A heart that is bent towards your will. That a heart that is meek, contrite, my Father, willing to receive guidance, Father, even from the least expected sources. Lord, as your word says so, let it be activated in our lives. The meek you shall guide in judgment. You will teach the humble. Daddy, this is the year, Lord. Ah, Spirit of grace, let our eyes be open. Let our ears be open. We are willing, Lord. Like Samuel said, speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Whatever issue you are dealing with, tell him, Lord, speak, I hear. Give the instruction. Give the guidance. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lift those hands again and say, Father, I've heard your word. Let it bear fruit in my life. This year, I walk away from what is of me. Lord, lead me. Guide me. Speak to me. I receive with clarity the directions you're giving me. Lord, I pray you help me to be sensitive to what you're saying and to what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here, you don't know the Lord or you're online, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to come here and I pray for you. You want to renew your faith, you backslid, or you don't have a home church, I want to pray with you. Praise the Lord. Anybody here, ask your neighbor, are you saved? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A, um, uh, Bishop lost his mother, I think, was it yesterday, but one. Yeah, it was on Friday. Praise the Lord, that's why he's not here. He lost his mother. So you can reach out to him. Praise the Lord. And yes, I say, praise the Lord. Reach out to him. You know, everyone needs encouragement. Amen. So you reach out to him and uh, please encourage him. Hallelujah. Tell the neighbor, please reach out 
The Bible says rejoice with those who do what? And mourn. So let's, let's pray for him. Amen. Then lastly, some principal made me put on the t-shirt. Praise the Lord. Say, neighbor, three years. How many are going to be here on the 29th? Is it 29th? Please, I'm cooking for you. At least come and eat and then go home. Are you hearing me? Is, uh, please come. We are celebrating the grace of God, the goodness of the Lord, the God of the little. The church has been there for two years, but the ministry has been there for three years. Uh, this is our second year, I think, as a church in this place. Praise the Lord. And the evidence is everywhere that God has been good to us. Tell your neighbor, the evidence is everywhere. Praise the Lord. So uh, we, are, we are giving this branded t-shirt. Me, I want the big one that covers the stomach. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. There's someone I saw. With a big one. Praise the Lord that covers the stomach. Praise the Lord. Oh, I saw in the spirit maybe. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please place your order. The Lord spoke to us. And you are, how many of you were here on Friday night? The Lord spoke. I said, the Lord said, we need to reach out to the world. To the youth. Now, he didn't know he was in the spirit because the Lord had spoken to me. They, we, those who are in the planning, they know that. One thing the Lord put on my heart, we need to buy a bus for the young people. And that's what we want to do. Uh, <laughs> the, the way you're looking, you say, uh, you don't believe that. I say, you don't believe that, but God spoke. So when he spoke that word here, all the non-believers, now believers say, the pastor is relayed by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Because nobody will believe him. So we want to buy. Now, I, you will, most people, let me not say that. So we are, we are going to, God is going to help us. Praise the Lord. So I encourage you, please be there on the 29th. We are making those products here. Really not to make money of but we are trying to make sure we raise enough money. And I'm believing God within three months we should have enough money. Somebody say within three months we shall have enough money to do what? So you're going to sell your land. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Please don't tell me I sell you. I'm just joking. Praise the Lord. Don't sell your land. Don't sell your land. But I'm telling you, God gave us a project last year of billboards. We spent hundreds this year has given us this one and we are going to do it hallelujah next Sunday I will show you I don't believe in this second hand thing I want to buy a brand new one praise the Lord because I'm tired of going to a garage hallelujah you buy a car and the first place you go is garage God deliver us praise the Lord amen we're going to buy a brand new one brand new one I know your face this joke I hear I'm telling you watch what God will do amen God is going to man. And the young people will be blessed. The young people will be blessed. Say, neighbor, I know you have a car. You have a bicycle. You have a border border. But the young people have nothing. So we need to transport them. Amen? Yeah, but this is just uh, the preparation part of it. So if you need a t-shirt like this, we're going to brand ourselves. I had this a theme dressing for that day. It is called, I don't know the language. What kind of green is it called? Jaden Green. Jaden. Have you ever heard about that Jaden Green? Yeah, you are like me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you are not alone. Find something. Amen. It's going to be fun. Praise the Lord. You will not hear someone that I'm preaching. I'm not going to preach a someone. I'm going to rap. Praise the Lord. 
thank the goodness of the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you want a t-shirt, place your order on the desk. Amen. And also we, have a, we are going to brand it. You, it is coming. The marriage retreat. Praise the Lord. It's going to be on the 25th of February. Most of you get married before that day. Praise the Lord. Because we need you there. Say, neighbor, the pastor needs you there. Say, so just find a brother and sister. Just come here. I'll just join you and you get there. Hallelujah. We believe God for the best. Amen. <laughs> Tell him, you are blessed. You are highly favored. And God is with you. Three people tell them that beautiful statement. Tell them they are blessed. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a wonderful the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. <laughs>